What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smart Cut Moment Smack Talk podcast. It's a double pay-per-view weekend, so we're doing two back-to-back recordings. We just got done doing our predictions for SummerSlam 2021, and now here as well on Wednesday afternoon, we are going to run down the card for NXT TakeOver 36 and talk about the five matches that are currently announced, our predictions of who's going to walk away with the wins for those, and anything else we want to talk about. I'm your host as always, Tony Mango. Joining me as always are Callum Wiggins. Woo-woo! All aboard the podcast train. And Robert Felice. And the only thing you need to know about this card is that Smojo has got a chance to win the NXT Championship. With, uh, what percent chance? <laughs> if Scott Steiner was involved, he'd have no chance. Yeah. But since it's just carrying cross, he's probably got about a 99.9% chance of winning this championship. And it, even if it was a triple threat match, if the other one was Kurt Angle, he wouldn't even bother because he knows that he can. <laughs> God, that's such a great promo. Oh, man. Endless, timeless type of thing. We have five matches that are currently announced. I highly doubt that we're going to get another match announced for this because takeover cards usually only have five. Once in a while, they had a sixth one. But it's very rare. I think it's maybe only happened like two or three times at most out of 36 of these events. 37 if you count uh, the very first one, Arrival. But, you know, we got some other matches that have already happened that could have fit the bill. The NXT Tag Team title match. We've gotten, well, we were supposed to get the Cruiserweight Championship match, but Kushida wasn't medically cleared. And the North American title, that's kind of, you know, kind of been put us to the side a little bit. But the five matches that are on here, how are you guys feeling about it, generally speaking? It's a very good-looking takeover card, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yep, it's the typical NXT approach nowadays. It looks like it's going to be a great takeover with some great wrestling on it. Couldn't fucking care less. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the strongest build for a lot of things. We have... Every single one of these, except for... Oh, no, I, there's two of them that aren't rematches. Three of them that are rematches. But there's something to all of them. And maybe NXT is not in... Oh, I shouldn't say maybe. NXT isn't in the strongest uh, foothold right now to be able to like launch the best possible product and everything. But there are positives to take away from this that we're going to break down. There are some negatives as well, too. And... We want to know what you have to say about this, so drop a comment below. Tell us your predictions. Tell us your preview thoughts and everything that's going along with this. I don't know when this is dropping. I don't know if I'm going to bother to move this to Thursday or if I'm just going to post this like Wednesday night or something. Whenever you're listening to this, hopefully nothing's changed in regard to the matches that are going on. But if it does, don't bother to leave a comment. We're recording it in advance. This is like four. Is it like four twenty in the afternoon on Wednesday? RVD just shivered. So the current lineup we're gonna break that down and like i said drop a comment tell us your predictions and stuff and while you're doing that hit the like button the share button the favorite button the follow button whatever buttons are all over the place that you can listen to whatever you're uh, that you can hit on when you're listening to this if you're on youtube subscribe if you haven't done that already ring that little notification bell as well if you want to give us a little bit of a tip for the tip jar essentially there's the applause button But if you want to take part of the Patreon side of things, or you want to be on the members-only side of the YouTube membership, hit the Join button. There are plenty of different ways that you guys can help us out. If you want to help us grow, you want us to do more stuff, 
like to pick your poison tier, or you can just take advantage of the dark cast, listen to the content that you can only get to if you are part of those members only types of Patreon access kind of fields. And if you want to pick up a t-shirt or something, go to TeePublic and Redbubble, browse around. If you are interested in any other kind of opportunities, send me a message. I'll, you know, let you know what's going on. But let's get into this card. Let's talk about the million dollar championship. Now, if you want to sponsor us and donate a million dollars, it's a great thing to do. I don't think I could get that out of LA Knight, but Cameron Grimes is going to try to get at least the million dollar championship away from him. And in return, because they've already done the angle of Cameron Grimes loses the belt to begin with. Well, he didn't have the belt to lose, but the opportunity to win the title. And then they did the whole thing where he was going to get it his second chance and he ended up having to become LA Knight's butler. Now, third time's the charm, essentially. But if Cameron Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase is going to be LA Knight's butler. This is a feud that I would never have seen coming from a mile away. And it took me by surprise in a lot of ways and a lot of its elements, you know, Cameron Grimes turning babyface and everything, LA Knight being involved, LA Knight winning the million dollar championship was a shock to me in a certain capacity. I think it's overstated its welcome as far as this particular match goes because, all right, Cameron Grimes wins and he either keeps the million dollar championship for a while or he does the type of thing that they've done in the past where they just write this angle off and he goes, the million dollar championship doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you, Ted, and he gives it back. So that's where I'm going. I think Grimes wins, and then he says, Ted, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for the advice. I need to go win it. the NXT championship now. Here's your belt back. Yeah, I, I, I can kind of see that being the... Um... The approach they take going forward just because the million dollar championship is more of a temporary thing that you bring around and you can only really associate it with Ted DiBiase and you can't just rely on him being around for months and months at a time so I think that that'll probably be the approach they take I think this is the second best built match on the entire card I think they've actually told a really good story with this and that's mainly because Cameron Grimes is a very entertaining butler. As well as just like an entertaining performer in general. And I feel like the match itself will probably be the weakest just because I don't think LA Knight is a great bell-to-bell worker. And so so the match itself will be a bit understated, but I've, I've really, I've for the most part, enjoyed the build-up to this one. So Cameron Grimes wins, takes the belt back to DBRC and hopefully goes on from there in something just as entertaining. But I don't see where the clear path for his next feud is at the moment. Well, we don't know how a lot of things are going to shape up in NXT. We're clearly in some kind of a transitional period. People are getting fired left and right. There's reports about Vince McMahon just kind of losing his faith in NXT in general and just sort of being like, I'm done with this. Maybe they get a big rehaul. Maybe they, maybe they announce something. Maybe they don't. Uh, Rob, you were saying earlier they don't currently have like a media call afterward, even. So currently, there is no pre-show media call, and there is no that we've heard planned post-show media call. So it'll be 
it'll be interesting to see if that changes because that's a standard of all NXT takeovers. It's one of the reasons why I'm not typically on the post show for the NXT stuff. So that's interesting to see what their plans are going forward, but I think we're all in agreement. The likelihood that the million dollar championship is directly involved in the plans going forward is probably very, very slim. Yeah. It's it, it's just a title that can't become part of the rotation because NXT has enough championships is already for the size of roster they have. So the having the million dollar title and having Karen Grimes go around with it, it just it's not super sustainable. So I think that it's likely that Cameron Grimes wins it, gives it back. As Rob says, hopefully moves on something more tangible in terms of championships. But again, I just, I don't really know if the champ, if there's a champion there at the moment that really slots into what Cameron Grimes is doing right now. So he might need to have another filler feud in the meantime. Maybe he comes up to the main roster too. I'd be okay with it. I mean, you, as, as okay as I can be with anybody coming up to the main roster. So if he goes up to the main roster, please keep the million dollar title and please transition into something with Baron Corbin. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. I love I that can. idea. So like Sean Rossout did bring that up to me on the uh, podcast that we did yesterday. And I like the idea. I think he needs to do it because Baron Corbin being poor is the best thing on TV. And Baron Corbin, let's be honest, I don't think we've ever said he's the best thing on TV for anything he's done. So they really got to take advantage of this. If anybody's said it, it would be me, and I don't remember saying (laughs) I love that idea. That'd be really great. If they can transition the million-dollar title into the Baron Corbin thing, hats off. But... Yeah, I'm just expecting Grimes wins, gives it back to DiBiase, and that's the end of that story. And we're all going Grimes, right? Yep. Yeah. So what about the NXT UK Championship? We've got uh, Volter against Ilya And Now, they, wait, to be clear, Ka- uh, Callum, was that sigh because you knew what he was going to do, or just <laughs> that you're not into this match? I just... I'm I'm into this match because it's fucking Walter versus Ilya Dragunov and they had the best match of last year, in my opinion. The sad thing is that they can't fucking help themselves. They could have just left this alone. They just didn't need to do anything with it. And in a couple of weeks where Dragunov's been on TV, they fucking ruined this match. It's so depressing. Well, they haven't ruined it, but they've just made it significantly less, like, prestigious. Because they had Ilya Dragunov lose to Pete Dunne for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Just, just this is what NXT is now. It's just, it's raw light. It's SmackDown light. It's just matches don't matter. Just throw these people together. Oh, we have for some reason we have to protect Pete Dunne because maybe there's a potential that he's going to fight with Samoa Joe over the NXT Championship. Maybe he won't be in the company in a couple of weeks' time. We have no <laughs> idea at this point in time. But like. It, it just seems bizarre to me that this is a match you're building up now between Walter and Ilya Dragunov. Just taking it from the perspective of... Because we've all seen the first match, and it was great. Yeah, it beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, but how many people do you think in the traditional who traditionally watch NXT on a week-to-week basis, the ever-dwindling numbers, shall we say, actually watch that match? It's a very, very uh, small amount, that's for sure. Yeah. And how many people do you think, when Ilya Dragunov made his debut on NXT TV two weeks ago, knew who he was? Yeah. 
And their first impression of him is a pretty weak promo and then being beaten by Pete Dunne. And we're supposed to get behind this guy, apparently challenging Walter for the NXT UK Championship. It's just, they can't, they can't just always rely. And we talked about this on the SummerSlam predictions, but they can't just always rely on the fact that the match is going to be good at the end of it. And that's, and that justifies everything. It's just, you can't just always produce like really poor build. And they, the reason, and then they rectify or try, try and fix the Ilya Dragunov mistake that they shouldn't even have made last week anyway, but try and fix it by having beat Roderick Strong, who's Which apparently going to be challenging for the Cruiserweight Championship soon as well. Yeah, it just makes Strong look worse in comparison when <laughs> he's going to eventually beat Kushida, which makes <laughs> The Kushida weird look thing worse. about that is you had one job, keep Strong looking good because Strong was going to win the Cruiserweight Championship last night, presumably, and you have him lose. Yeah, because it, it just, it's just it's bizarre. Maddening. Again, it just, it just enters into the realm of, as we've talked about many times before, wins and losses don't matter in WWE. And the thing with NXT is that for a little while, it felt like wins and losses did matter. Mm-hmm. And now they're just the same as everybody else. That's why, that's why I'm so deflated about the NXT product in general. As, a, as, I think we'll all mention this match was great last year. I have no reason to suspect that it won't be great as well. I think they're going to, if nobody knows who these two, obviously they know who Walter is because he's been on TV enough times, but if no one knows who Ilya Dragunov is, they'll know after this match because they're going to tear it up. But I, before before what happened in the last couple of weeks, I was pretty certain that Dragunov was going to win just because I felt like, okay, they'll bring Walter to... Like America more frequently, yeah, yeah, more frequently if he's willing to do that, and then he'll go up to the main roster and hopefully be a powerful presence there. And Dragunov can go back to NXT UK and be more of a, I guess, traditional champion because Walt was like a, like is an unbeatable killer that type of thing. So it's so he's a very different sort of champion to what Dragunov would be. But now I just watch that and just feel like Walt really should just win, and then. They must, they have to find someone who can go to NXT UK and beat him for it. My choice would probably at this point be Cesaro. So I want Walter to win. But I think that Dragunov is still going to win. I think that their philosophy was, we liked that match so much. And actually, well, let's backtrack. I think that before the pandemic, that they had planned on Dragunov potentially winning. And then pandemic hit, they put a pause on NXT UK for like nine months or whatever it was. And when they eventually came back, we saw this weird hesitation that they did. You know, they didn't go with Piper Niven beating Kaylee Ray. They didn't even go with Miko Satamura beating Kaylee Ray the first time. They just waited a couple more weeks and did it again. I think that they're very much like in that philosophy that we've heard them say before of just kind of forgive me and move on. We're going to get to the next thing. The next thing is the thing that matters all the time. That's always what matters is the next thing. Don't look back on what we've did that we've screwed up. Don't remember our flaws. Just forgive us and move on. And I don't think that that's the best way for them to do anything, but I think that that's kind of the mentality that they've had with the, uh, the championship where yeah, remember that it was a really, really good match, but don't remember that Dragunov lost and that you've seen this match before because we want you to kind of have that same experience in front of people. And now that they do have some people, 
I think they're pulling the trigger on it. I think they're going with Dragunov winning. I'm hoping Walter wins, though. I think if this was on UK soil, Dragunov wins. Because it's not, I think Walter is winning. And then I think they'll pull the trigger on whomever's next for him, whether it's Cesaro. I actually really like that shout from Callum because Cesaro won at Mania and has done jack shit since. I'd be so down for Cesaro being the one that beats him. Or, like, Harry Smith, they had said that, I think it was reported that the plan was for him to go to NXT UK, and the pandemic happened. We know he signed. They're just sort of sitting on Harry Smith. Maybe it's him. Because he uh, he's popped up under, like, promo stuff as, hey, you're back in the company, but he actually hasn't done anything. Like, they didn't even air that on TV. In the same way that it's like Vanessa Bourne was called up to the main roster. Yeah. And Santana Garrett was openly called up to SmackDown and never did anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah as I say, I'm super excited for the match happening. I think Walter will end up winning just because of the stuff that's happened. But I would... It, it, it does set, speak volumes to me that I would rather... I, I'd be more looking forward to this match if TV hadn't happened the last two weeks. Mm. So you're ultimately... You're, you're sticking with I'm Walter? Go, I'm going to go Walter. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Walter as well. I'm going to go Dragunov. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez against Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's Championship. It's the standard story. They were tag team partners. Dakota Kai turned on Gonzalez, who said, I knew she was going to do that, and I'm going to beat you. Dakota Kai says, well, no, I'm going to beat you. It's not been the strongest build, but this was an inevitable match. I think it's probably going to be one of Raquel's best that she's had so far, and it's not going to be the best match of the night from my perspective, but I think it'll be fine, and Raquel wins. She just retains not much else to it. Yeah, I can't see Dakota winning. She lost on main event. I don't care what anybody says. That matters to me. She lost on main event to Aaliyah, who's never won anything on NXT. Aaliyah? Like what, what, thank you. What <laughs> message are you sending? You know, I, I think Dakota has to lose here unless the swerve is, hey, let's keep Dakota in NXT and call up Raquel because she's big. Now you know and what the swerve like, actually is? Isaiah Scott. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, so I said this to Sean uh, Ross Sapp. If Dakota wins, it's some weird callback to, hey, Sean should have beat Diesel in 95. I don't see a reason for Dakota to win here, but she'll make Raquel look very good, even in her own defeat. I really want Dakota Kai to win the title here. Oh, I want Dakota to win. I said I don't see a reason to. No, but I, I want to, and then I'm, and so I'm going to use that to power my belief that she is going to win the championship here. And that is primarily due to the fact that I think that Raquel doesn't need to be in NXT anymore and should get called up. And Dakota is a better worker than she is. And, and maybe working doesn't actually matter in NXT going forward. And maybe then you just want like big, powerful people that they can uh, mold into what Vince wants to be on the main roster. But I feel that, that Raquel is in a position right now where she doesn't need to be in NXT and could be moved up 
pretty soon afterwards. Or maybe Dakota just wins, and so they can continue this feud moving forward because we need to have at least six rematches before this can end, obviously. But I, I also just feel that Raquel doesn't have any challenges after Dakota because they haven't built up either Casey Catanzaro or Caden uh, Carter to be in any position to challenge for the championship. I guess the next most logical babyface they could build up to challenge... Well, she's a, she's a babyface, so I guess in the heel side of things... Frankie Monet. It, I, guess it, I guess it is Frankie Monet, but she, she's been really... She's really called off because she's now just working with the Robert Stone brand, and that's pretty much a death now at that point when you're working with them. And so I, I don't think they've built that one up well enough. And I, and at the moment, I'm kind of thinking that I'm more leaning toward the idea that Frankie Monet and uh, Jessica Mia are going to challenge for the tag titles rather than the main one. I feel like if you give the Dakota the, the title, you can at least do feuds with Ember Moon. I know they've wrestled a bit recently, but like with a title, that's a bit more dynamic. You can get Saray in there at some point and build her up more. Eventually get Zaylee back, maybe turn her baby face because that stupid angle needs to end because they don't seem to have any idea what they're doing with it. Um, yeah, I maybe again, I do, I don't know in particular where where they could potentially go either way because the women's division needs a bit of a, a shake up in general. But I just maybe it's also fueled by the fact that I just don't think Raquel's been a very good champion. I think her matches are pretty okay, but nothing special. Dakota's better than she is. So I think Dakota should... I would like to see her have the championship and have better matches with people off the back of it. Yeah, I I can agree with that, but I I just don't see... You know what? I'm not even going to finish that sentence because I was going to say I just don't see them taking it off her yet. Bronson Reed was just champion not too long ago. <laughs> Never mind what I said. Go on. Well, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it could be like anything could happen because we don't know what the hell is happening with NXT right now. I just feel Raquel is so tailor made to go up to the main roster already because she has that size, she has that presence. She could be on Raw and SmackDown in the next week and just immediately get buried. But, uh, <laughs> but, oh my god, Nikki Cross, almost a superhero, has become a superhero by defeating <laughs> It really but, is a case, though, of whoever loses this should just go to the main roster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't want to see, I don't want to see countless rematches between these two over the championship after this match. They built, this has been the best build, I feel like, match for the entire thing. I like the promo packages they've done. I like Dakota's reasoning for turning her back on Gonzalez because she's a heel, but she's a justifiable heel. So it's worked out well. And yeah, I, I, I mean, realistically, if I'm, I'm just looking at just like super logically, there's no reason why Dakota should win the title beyond the fact that Dakota has been there for a while and it would be a good moment for her to win the, because the only thing she's had in their entire time in NXT is a one day or less than a day run as the NXT tag team champion. It just it would be a cool moment for her to win the title. I'm leaning more towards Raquel retains. Dakota goes up to Monday Night Raw. That that uh, that is a totally legitimate possibility. I hope that's not the case. I hope it's the other way around because I just feel Raquel's more just tailor made for that thing. And if Dakota goes up to Raw, she just 
she'll just be there. For, she'll t- be in the same boat that Tony Storm is, that she wrestles for one week and then they just completely forget about her. <laughs> yeah, for a while. I don't know what's but, going on with that. Yeah, but yeah, but realistically, if Raquel does retain, then she has one of two options. She feuds with Frankie Monet or she feuds with whatever collective that Mandy Rose is forming. Mm-hmm. So, I think we're going in a direction where uh, Mandy's group is next. And then after that, it's Frankie Monet and Frankie Monet beats her. And then Raquel goes up to the main roster. Yeah, that's that's a possibility, but I'm just going to stick with my belief because realistically it doesn't matter. The NXT uh, predictions don't count towards anything like the fantasy league stuff. So I'm just going to stick with my guns and go with Dakota Kai just on sheer hope that it's Dakota. And I'm going Raquel. Where are you going, Rob? And I'll go Raquel. So then, between the two other matches that's left, what do you guys think is going to be the main event? We have the NXT Championship match, Karrion Cross against Mojo. We have the two out of three falls match, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. If I go into my head, I think they'll put Cole and O'Reilly last, but I do think Joe should be the main event. I, I feel like because... In my mind, I think Joe versus Karen Cross is not going to go longer than 10 minutes. I think they'll put the two out of three falls matches to the main event. That's a threefer. I'm thinking that that's the case, too. So let's talk about Karen Cross and Samoa Joe. Cross is on the main roster now. He it can't sucks. really hold that uh, NXT championship that much longer. And in the past, anybody in that scenario has either been, if they were like an undefeated type of person or close to it, They've relinquished the championship. Just you know, gave it up, given it up. Asuka did. Uh, the Viking Raiders did instead of just losing it to uh, the Street Profits. But more than likely, what they've done in the past, the person just loses the championship. And at this point, Karrion Cross has lost matches. So even though I wouldn't have thought Smojo would be the guy that beats him for it. He is somebody who is a big enough name. He is a big enough guy. And I could, I could see stranger things happening than Smojo beats him for the championship. But to be honest, there's part of me that thinks that that's actually not even going to happen. I kind of think that Cross might still win and then just give up the championship through some other kind of thing. I don't know what, but like... Are you insane? You really think I don't that think they that would... they should do this. No, he's he's not insane. He's thinking about the insaneness that WWE right. puts out there. <laughs> if I were booking things, Kyle O'Reilly would be the one that beats Karrion Cross. And that's just how things would play out. But the way that they have been doing things lately, everything's just so nuts. And you can't rule out the idea that they think well, Cross is still super protected in NXT. Let's have him beat Joe. That'll be a shocker. It's not the main event, so people won't be disappointed. And then Regal, on the next week afterward or something, he says, after Cross and Joe fight each other or something, he's like, you know, well, you're suspended or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Like, they, they've done... Look at Keith Lee. Keith Lee beats the year-long, longest-running NXT champion, Adam Cole, becomes double champion, gets rid of his North American title, then drops it the very first title defense against Karrion Cross. You know? Yeah. NXT used to make a lot of sense, and they've stopped I, making sense. I understand what you are saying, 
but I still think that anything outside of Samoa Joe chokes out Karrion Cross to win the NXT Championship and anchor the brand that desperately needs an anchor right now, it would be absolutely asinine. Yeah, and that and that doesn't mean that it won't happen. But I imagine that we're going to have a situation where Samoa Joe does be carrying cross. I think this match needs to be pretty short. Mm-hmm. Not because I have any... It's it's all because of carrying cross, and it's just this experiment has been an abject failure. I just I just think that he is every chance he's had to impress me, and again it's just a personal thing. And some people might feel completely differently, but from a personal perspective, he's failed on every single level to impress me and leave any sort of positive like leave any sort of positive impression on. His reign as champion, his in-ring work, his overall presentation, like the usage of Scarlet, anything like that, I just feel has been severely underwhelming. I think it's one of the worst NXT Championship reigns in history. And I would be very happy for it to end on this show. Give it to Smojo. Smojo becomes the first ever three-time NXT champion. They're like the first time ever. <laughs> so, Yeah. And Karen Cross can continue to be a mid-card guy uh, suffering 50-50 booking on Raw for all eternity. I, I agree. I, I agree. I think Joe needs to kill him. Like, Joe needs to run right through him. He needs to try to get some offense in, he being Cross, and Joe just, nope, shuts him down at every turn. Oh. Joe wins very, very decisively. I don't care what that means for Cross in the main roster, because Cross on the main roster sucks. Make me care about that, and then I'd have a different answer for you. But Cross on the main roster sucks. I, I don't think I don't think it should be one-sided. I just think it should be short, because that plays to Cross's strengths, which is they can do some physical stuff. They can throw each other around ringside for a little while, knock to the barricade and stuff like that. And also, it can account for the fact that Joe might be a little bit ring rusty or something like that, or needs to get back into the groove of things. Just get him in the choke and have him pass out after like nine, ten minutes. I don't think it. I don't think it lessens it. In fact, he'll probably enhance the match because if it goes on too long, then Joe's just going to be in rest holds for like five minutes at a time. And I don't want to. I don't want to see another carrying cross match realistically that goes that long. Uh, I think it says a lot. That we still, Joe got to WWE and we still missed the window on Punk versus Joe on a national stage. I mean, we still missed that window. And I'm happy that Joe can wrestle. I'll say that. He was at WrestleMania in like a trash bag in the rain. So I'm glad he can wrestle and I'm glad he's wrestling in a top position. Joe wins. I'm uh, I'm leaning towards Joe just because of the logic of Cross being on the roster right now. And, yeah. you know, if he is going to relinquish that championship, he might as well lose it instead of just, you know, hey, I'm just going to give it up kind of deal. But there is a part of me that just goes, uh, it's not a guarantee. Stranger things have happened. So ultimately, I'm going Samoa Joe. But, yep. 
stick with Samojo. Yeah. So then that brings us to the main event, or at least what we're assuming is the main event. The two out of three falls match, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. First fall, regular match. Second fall, no DQ. Forget if they clarify that it's street fight or whatever. It's the same fucking thing. It's street fight. It's street fight. Yeah. yeah. It's extreme rule, street fight, Belfast brawl, whatever the hell. And then the third one's going to be in a steel cage. And I said this immediately when it happened, and I've echoed the same sentiments afterward. I don't understand why they're going with a steel cage at the end there. What do you, what mean? Do you think it should be? To me, steel cages always make more sense to me if there's some kind of outside interference or if there's something that you need to keep them in the ring and that's how you're going to contain everything. And I'm not getting that feel from this. What? So They keep beating the fuck out of each other. What do you mean? But I don't think that it's like that they brawl all the way around the whole arena and they need to keep it in the ring kind of deal because they're going to brawl before that anyway. So they're going to have that match. And then they're going to go back into the ring and not be able to do the hardcore stuff. Then it's just the same match before, but now they can't go outside the ring. Well, well, Rob's interpretation of it, even though they haven't explicitly stated it, is that this steel cage is going to be the weapons-based steel cage match. Yeah, it's going to be weapons hanging from the ring. All they've been saying is a solid steel cage. So I'm just taking this as a steel cage, and that's it. Yeah, I, I guess it's just their idea that well, basically, my interpretation of why they chose these things in two out of three falls matches is that the first fall was the match that Adam Cole won, and that's so Kyle O'Reilly wants to avenge that. So Adam Cole chose a street fight because he lost that match to Kyle O'Reilly. Essentially, a, an interpretation of that match a couple uh, a couple of months ago, and so they decided, okay, the third match is still cage because that's a big, that's an one of our big stipulation matches. Like, yeah, I think uh, it was chosen more because it's a different visual element yeah. rather than that it has anything to do with what would make the, the most sense. Yeah. And of course, it's. I don't think any of us are in the mindset that this isn't going to go to the third fall. But they're they're going to have the steel cage match. Yeah. It's not going to go like a ride is going to win two straight um, things. But I think I think the most interesting thing, even though, of course, these two are going to have a great match because they have a great match with each other all the time i'm pretty pretty over this feud just because i don't it i don't think it needed to go as long as it has done but the the most interesting thing about this match is not the match itself it's what happens afterwards yeah pretty much because this could be cole's last match in wwe or it could Mm -hmm. be cole's last match in nxt and he goes to the main roster or it could just be business as usual and they move on and they start doing something else Yeah, it's it's a it's a world of possibility beyond this match. So even though I think that some people would want to discuss a bit more about the match, at the end of the day, it's Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. They're going to have a really good traditional wrestling match. Then they're going to throw all kinds of weapons and do all kinds of crazy spots in a street fight. And then they'll probably both fall off the cage at some point in the, in the steel cage. It's going to be a really good match. And But at the, at, at the end of it, it's just a case of where does Adam Cole go past this thing? Does yeah. he sign this? Does he sign the new contracts? Does he stay in NXT and do something else? Does he go to Raw? Does he go to SmackDown? Does he leave? Does he go to AEW? It's just, that's the interesting thing. So I think in any circumstance, any of those circumstances, Kyle O'Reilly has to win. Because 
you don't if Adam Cole is leaving, you shouldn't have Kyle lose to him on the way out. If he's going to Raw and SmackDown, he doesn't need to win his final NXT match because they essentially treat someone who's called up from NXT as pretty much a brand new person anyway. Yeah, and Riddle lost his going away match, and plenty of other people have lost their going yeah. away matches. And the only thing, way that you would keep him in NXT, having win this match, is that you're keeping him in NXT and you're immediately positioning him to challenge Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship. So, and I, I think that's the least likely scenario. I think Cole should lose. And no matter what, I just want to see him away from NXT after this. Him, Gargano, and Ciampa have been in NXT way too long. Mm -hmm. And it's the one thing where you kind of gave up on Gargano and Ciampa. They're probably lifers. But Cole has options. Cole is severely undersized for the main roster, but has the, the everything else. You put him in in Drew McIntyre's body, and I think they give him the world title right now. You know, that, definitely. He would have already been on Raw two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I think he has the world in his hands right now, and he could go and just be a main event star in AEW and go, you know, pile around with his buds. He can go challenge himself on the main roster. He can do whatever he wants. My playing it safe bet even though i want him in aew is he probably goes to smackdown and he probably wins the intercontinental title from shinsuke nakamura it's around the range that i'm expecting and like uh callum had said kyler riley should win this match because he more than likely will stick around in nxt and needs to get a big win like that whether he is the one that beats Karrion Cross, or he wins the title when it's vacated, or he beats Samoa Joe, or he doesn't beat anybody for the championship or whatever. I also kind of can't see Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe happening for the NXT championship like in the immediate future, if ever. First off, size differential. That's something to keep in mind. And even though they more than likely want to work together, the timing just seems off. So, if Cole wins, it's not going to be the strangest thing that's ever happened. But I'm expecting, you know, one wins the one, one wins the other one. You go to the steel cage, and then Kyle O'Reilly comes out two to one. Yeah, Where do you think he ends up, Kyle? I don't, I don't know. Because... If you, if you were to, do, yeah, again, put the gun to my head and say, where do I think he ends up? The safe bet is that he ends up on SmackDown. I feel like that's probably the best place for him. But, I mean, I want him to be in AEW. But then again, there are too many people in AEW, but I think you have to make a special exception for, for Adam Cole just because of the history he has with the Elite and that could be some really cool stuff. I mean... But then it's almost the case of like AEW just has too much at that point. You almost feel like, okay, they've been building up all these young talent and stuff like that, but now you've got CM Punk and Brian Danielson and Adam Cole all in one place and like you have to find places for them and you have to do stuff with Andrade and like Brian Cage hasn't even done anything really. You know? I know it's But if you do it right, 
you know, we're talking about a reason guys like Jericho can slow down. We're mm. talking about a reason, you know, Punk can be a Brock Lesnar special attraction. Brian can be a Brock Lesnar special attraction. No, but well, fundamentally, I want him to be in AEW because AEW just does good stuff at the moment. I agree. So that, that, that's the reason for it. It's not the reason, even though I know that of the history that he has with it. Realistically, I would, in an ideal world, I would ha- see NXT Raw and SmackDown doing good stuff as well, and then I'd be excited for him to move on to the main roster. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, the reason why I want him to be in AEW is because... I enjoy AEW more than I enjoy WWE. It just gives me one more reason to just move away from the WWE product in general. But, you know. I will say, I, I see Adam Cole as, like, my favorite full-time worker today. And if he was to go to AEW, like, it'd be much more of a reason to be more excited about that show. And that's hard to pass up. Yeah. But I don't want I don't want him to go over there just because it, uh, to an extent, like, I don't want him to go there just because I feel like they're just too overcrowded. And I don't want to, I don't want that to stagnate the growth of other people that have been there for like since the inception. So I don't know in general, I want him realistically, I want him to go somewhere, whether it's the main roster or over to AEW, be booked well and be featured well. And that's that's really all I can say about it. If he go, if he ends up going to SmackDown and he ends up killing it on there, then I'd be totally cool with that. Just anything to make some of the wrestling that I watch more enjoyable. Yeah, and more power to you. I, I agree with everything you just said. So we don't know how the future of NXT is going to look. I don't think that we're going to know too much about the future of NXT necessarily even from this event but if weird things happen then we're going to get a little bit more of an indicator like if we end up with for instance la knight keeps that million dollar title dakota kai wins the championship walter retains uh carrying cross retains and adam cole wins <laughs> we're gonna be like what is going on mm. I th- also i want to bring up this as a general thing for this show like NXT Takeover Thirty Six, really? Yeah, you couldn't think of a name for it or any yeah, kind of it, thing. Like maybe the one that was suggested before of Bash at the Beach and just go with a little bit of a well, beach element. Be, like, hold on, hold on. I pitched that, right? And, and I loved it immediately. I was like, yeah, do it. You got to do it. Just something yeah. that summer themed. It's coming the day after the biggest party of summer. Call it the um the after party or something like that. Right. Anything other than Thirty Six. <laughs> And you guys are cheeky. Call it Summerfest. Yeah. We will laugh, you know, and it will be good. And then, of course, people will be like, oh, they have Fighter Fest, and now WWE is just ripping off. Well, no, they're, they're just ripping off the, um, was it the, uh, who, who was that guy's name? Jeremy Piven. Yeah, just, yeah. I, I'd, I'd be cool with them ripping off that. I yeah, mean, just but I mean, you know that people would do the whole, like, oh, they're ripping oh, yeah. off uh, Fighter Fest and Summerfest because they wouldn't know the reference yeah, back in the day. With... People, idiots. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's far too many idiots in the world right now. You got to care about some of them just because you can't just yeah. care about nobody. Then you the wouldn't... people that somehow let Adam Cole's contract reach up to this point in time about three times. Well, I think they fired that Imagine being like that. Imagine just, like, ah, I don't know. Things will happen. Just sort of deal with. I mean, I imagine with all the shakeups in, 
you know, talent relations, they probably did fire that guy. <laughs> they, have like, a, they have a discussion backstage and he's like, look, I didn't think that we could fire him because we ran out of trash bags. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> his name is because he spunked all over this division. Oh, he really <laughs> I can't think of anything to go with Canyon, so we'll move on after. <laughs> but, um, you know, this is happening Sunday night. It's a little bit of a switch up from what we used to get. It used to be Saturdays were NXT takeover events, and then Sundays were the WWE pay per views. This weekend, we're getting SummerSlam on Saturday, and we're getting takeover on Sat- uh, Sunday. Sunday. So. Same as we normally do here throughout the week. If anything changes, we'll let you know on the hot tags. If it happens after that, then you'll just have to be checking on the page on smartcatmoment.com. But when push comes to shove and the event starts, which should be probably 7.30 p.m. on the pre-show, that's what they've been doing recently. I don't think that they've quite announced it yet. They might have. Uh, if they did, I'm, you know, I'm not aware of it. But whenever it happens... Live coverage popping up on the page on sparkmma.com. And then, of course, after that, we'll be doing our post-show live on the YouTube channel. So if you have your email alerts set up, you'll know when we go live immediately for that. And then you can chat it up in the live chat. You can tell us what you thought of what happened and all that good stuff that goes along with that. So these five matches will happen, at least according to what the current schedule is. and. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a good show. Usually is. Sometimes it's, you know, show of the year. Sometimes it's not quite at that level, but it's almost always at least something that's a fun uh, episode to watch. So, yeah, that's uh, that's Sunday night. In the meantime, just keep uh, paying attention to everything else that's happening here. Keep checking out the other stuff that's happening on the channel and on the website. Follow, like, share, favorite, subscribe, all that good stuff. All those things add to Mark Out Moment. Do the same thing for fanboysanonymous.com and check out everything that's happening on the Geek Culture website, the movie reviews, and other kind of discussions along that spectrum. Follow and share and, you know, subscribe to that YouTube channel and check out things like our Jungle Cruise fan tracks and our fan tracks for Batman the Long Halloween. And and I'm trying to hopefully get a bunch of other things happening there, too. So if you have any suggestions, drop them in the comments below, too. Follow us on our own social media accounts and check out whatever else we've got going on. I can be found at Tony Mango and at a Mango Tree and pretty much just start clicking around on these websites. You'll see things. Callum's got some other stuff that he's got to talk about and so on and so forth. So here's the baton, Callum. Thank you very much. Try not to drop it. Uh, well, I will. You can find me on Twitter at Wigmeister14, of course. Check out all the stuff on Smart Cat Moment, as Tony mentioned. The Power Rankings is where you'll usually find me, my my written verbiage, as well as well, while you're listening to hear from my spoken verbiage. But you can also check out all the other great articles on there as well. Don't miss miss out on anything in that regards. There's like loads of weekly stuff, the heel and face turn list, because that's always so infinitely popular. I'm pretty sure there'll be at least one thing that happens on SummerSlam, where, which will cause a massive meltdown on there. So I'm all the here for that as well. And if you're not like full up on wrestling content after this weekend, then you should be checking out either 2001 Wrestling Odyssey or the Paul Heyman Smackdown podcast over in the Smart Out Moment archives, whether it's on YouTube, playlist on YouTube, or just checking it out through whatever podcast feed that you use to listen to this stuff. It's, uh, yeah, it's a good time just going back into the archives and checking out some 
good old wrestling content from the late Attitude Era or Ruthless Aggression Era. Uh, but that's all from me, and I'll pass you over to Robert DeFelice. Oh, Jesus. Patana plugs is really dangerous. But if you're not burnt out on wrestling content, this is the weekend for you to really enjoy everything that's coming your way because there will be an AEW Rampage this Friday night, which I believe we will be doing a live watch along for on this channel. There's also everything going on at Impact Wrestling on Emergence with Christian Cage defending the title against the former Kurt Hawkins. There's SmackDown. There's SummerSlam this weekend. There's so much wrestling content. Stay here and check out Fightful.com when you want your scoops because John Ross Sapp is the best in the world at that. And yeah, follow me on Twitter and everywhere else at Dude Felice, and I'll see you this weekend. And we will see you next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to this. And, uh, you know, be safe, be good. Adios for now. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. Ah!